in attendance and the millions watching around the world we are live and amplified so let's get ready to podcast fire it up Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we're back at it again with another amazing podcast. Today, we have a very special, or two very special guests. I'm so used to saying singular. We have two very special guests. We have Plez Jones and Alba Santos. How's it going today? Hey, how you doing? Good. I'm doing good. Um, oh. 
What's all good in this end. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So, I, I it's how did you guys kind of come together musically? How did you two meet? Um, what's kind of the backstory on uh, the two of you coming together musically? Um, I found Alba on uh, Instagram, actually. Um, I find uh, a good bit of my artists that way because Instagram is very uh, video and media uh, savvy. So it was uh, actually May of last year when I was uh, looking for a new vocalist to work with because I hadn't uh, had one in, in, in a little some, some time. I was focused on a lot of instrumentals and, and the house music. And so when I went to uh, her page, obviously I, I heard the music. She was, you know, a jazz singer and that's what she is, is a professional jazz singer. And I was amazed. I was like, wow, you know, she has a fantastic voice. I like the sound. So we reached out, uh, I reached out and then um, it was a little slow at first because she was in transition. Um, she was, um, you know, spent her, her time in, in Brazil. She was in Sao Paulo, Brazil, actually at the time. And she was headed towards Sri Lanka where she is now. So there was a little break in the, in, in like communication because she was transitioning. But once things got settled, you know, I shared my music, said, I want to work with you. She liked the sound and, and then we just started, you know, connecting and communicating from there. Yeah. Let me just say the other part of the story. Okay. <laughs> so um, I was, uh, yeah, I was actually recording, I just got recorded my first album and uh, Pless Jones reached me. And actually I've always, uh, I started in music with uh, hip hop and R&B, but it was something that I left on a side when I, I, I went into the university and I started playing jazz. And then I, I forgot a little bit about this R&B and hip hop side because uh, what it was giving me money was singing jazz and hip hop and R&B was more like a hobby. And uh, I, I, I didn't, I, at that time, I didn't know any producer that could produce uh, quality R&B or hip hop uh, to, to create my sounds with it. So I just slowly started getting into the jazz world and left on a side the R&B. And when Ples appeared, uh, I was so happy because I, I, had, I had been looking for someone to, to produce uh, as, as his style, you know? And when he, got into, into, when he appeared, I was like, oh my God, you know? Uh, it, it took me a while to find someone. And finally he, he found me actually, you know? So it was like, I stopped playing, I stopped singing R&B because I, I didn't have someone to work on that, on that genre. And so it was like the perfect match for that to happen. Yeah. And so be, to be clear to the listeners too, if they're wondering like, you know, why she has an accent, where's she from? I'm from United States, East Coast. Uh, she is from Spain. She was living and performing as a jazz artist in Sao Paulo, Brazil, and now she is performing in Sri Lanka. So there still is distance, literally, between us as far as artists working together. Yeah, actually, I'm from Spain, and, and I was 10 years in Brazil, uh, and now actually in Sri Lanka. So yeah, we haven't met in person, actually. That's the, the greatest <laughs> <Yeah>. thing. <laughs> We've... I only know his voice by 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 phone, and he only knows my voice by by recordings. Actually, <laughs> yeah. that's uh, you know, and that that's like the great thing about the current time or current times that we're in, because it's like you can work with musicians from all over the place. You know, it's yes. and you don't have to ever meet each other or know them from back in the day or whatever. You know, you could just work through through the internet and online and through the computer, you know, and just send files back and forth. It's just an amazing time for like, as big as the world is, mm -hmm. it's never been easier to kind of work back and forth remotely, I guess is where I'm going. Absolutely. With that. Absolutely. The internet has saved that it's, it's been a lifesaver and it, 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 the world is at a musician's fingertips as far as networking. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like, you know, being that Alba's from Spain, I'm from America, um, and now she's in Sri Lanka, it doesn't mean anything because we send 
our files back and forth. We still communicate. We still get the job done. So yeah, you're right. It's it's been yeah. Go. The only thing right. is the schedules, right? right. <laughs> schedules is what drives us crazy. But yes, especially <laughs> now because we, when we were in in Sao Paulo, we were only two, three, four hours at maximum difference. But now we're, it's nine. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. We we do a lot of work with musicians from Australia, and so the 15 to 16 hour time difference is oh my just God. like wow no that's too much that's yes. too much <laughs> we it's complain like, we complain for nine hours but i can't imagine 15 oh my god well and actually it's really not that bad especially right now because i work a regular nine to five suit and tie type job yeah and yeah. so when i'm getting off of work they're usually just waking up mm. so it, it kind of works okay okay the only time that um it becomes really weird is like right around when they start doing like um, daylight savings times or, you know, like the time changes because some people do it, some people don't. And it's just kind of like, yeah. uh, or it's mm -hmm. at different time, you know, just all kinds of craziness. Um, but so you two met via Instagram. That's really, you know, Instagram's such a crazy place for music. Like originally it was like straight up photos and now music yeah. is really starting to generate off of Instagram and it's, that's really awesome. Um, so look, I guess this would be more of a question for Alba, but plus you can kind of jump in as well. Um, what originally got you into music? I've been into music since I was a little kid. I my my dad is a musician. He had his uh, original uh, band uh, that played original songs. Uh, he he stopped playing uh, some years ago, but he still still do, does it as as a hobby. And he he's got a very good taste in music, and he was always playing music at at, at home. And so I was always uh, surrounded by good music, especially American music. And um, when I was eight years old, I, I heard a, an album by uh, John Gilberto and, and the Stan Getz, that it's uh, one of the, the, the albums that, that got into Spain, uh, of the Bossa Nova, that got very famous in, in Europe. And I got completely amazed by the sounds and, and the great melodies of, of Brazilian music. And that's why I ended up in Brazil. Uh, that's why I ended up studying Bossa Nova and that's why I have all these influences from different countries and, and different sonorities and, and, and that's what really got me into music. Awesome. awesome. Okay, and, uh, so, so uh, for me, um, I started playing the saxophone in high school, or not in high school, but grade school. And by the time I got into high school, I was still playing, but uh, my senior year, my band teacher uh, bought a Insonic keyboard sampler. I don't know if you remember that, but it was the first keyboard sampler where you could sample, you know, so many seconds and I fell in love. I was, that was it. I dropped the saxophone. I started learning how to play. And, uh, that's when I knew that I wanted to be a producer at that point. Um, I started sampling, I started sequencing, learning the, the, the process of, 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 you know, creating music. Um, and, you know, I've, I've gone, you know, steam forward ever since I lived in DC for a while. So I was in DC in the early nineties when, um, you know, Crystal Waters was big. So I was able to hang out with, um, producers at a, at, at a young age when I didn't know what I was doing. So that was really, uh, influential for me. And even the radio stations down there, everybody had a Cayenne PC sixties and, you know, I learned how to use that equipment and, um, it took me a while to hone my skills. I, I just wasn't, my confidence level wasn't there uh, for a while in the nineties. Uh, but as, you know, as time progressed, I, I got better. And, um, you know, my love for, for music has never, you know, it's never changed. Um, it's interesting because my whole family, <laughs> I don't have any family members who are, who are musicians. Um, you know, everybody has their own different um, secular jobs and things as well as me, but, I'm the only musician, and um, so I'm, I'm guessing, uh, you know, somebody from a generation before me must have been the, the you know, they had the, the musical the musical vibe there. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, you know, it, and actually, that's not really that uncommon that somebody just kind of steps out in their family with a family that has like no real musical abilities. And then that one, the one person just kind of picks up and falls in, or uh, has that musical ability. So that's actually, that's actually a really cool story for, for me. Um, but so what, who are you guys listening to right now? That's kind of in, or that you draw influences from who are you guys liking that's out right now, as far as musically speaking. Go ahead, Abba. You can go first. Uh, well, through my life, I started listening a lot uh, to women uh, rappers like Bahamedia. That's what got me into into music when I started watching women. And then, like Erica Badu, also has been an influence at the beginning. Then, when I started listening to jazz, I've always been listening to a lot of instrumental music. I love uh, uh, all the the the. Uh, met, I don't know the name in English, but well, it's it's Miles Davis. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I got I like pianists also like um, Kate Jarrett. Uh, there's uh, more actual people. I love Avishai Cohen that it's a bass bass player. So I'm I'm a lot into instrumental music uh, when we're talking about jazz. But also, I I'm into mo more modern singers right now. Like I like uh, Rachel Farrell a lot uh, because of her virtuism. Uh, there's this new band Hiatus Coyote that uh, I really like their compositions. Uh, and then Newton uh, from the new generation, other instrumental players like. Robert, Robert Glassberg, uh, composers from the new generation, uh, Roy Hargrove, and all the, the crew that's doing incredible music nowadays. And go ahead now, please, if you want to add something by your side. Okay. Um, growing up, obviously, my parents were very musically uh, inclined. We listened to music in the car with the old school eight-track players. I'm probably giving away my age, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> You know, I grew up on the, I, I grew up in real R&B, soul, and, and disco. Um, you're talking Diana Ross. You're talking Don, Donna Summer. My influences are like the Isley Brothers uh, growing up uh, on that sound. Uh, Stevie Wonder, um, you know, in the in the 80s, just some fantastic R&B groups that, that influenced and molded my sound um, because I keep my production on uh, a very soulful 90s R&B sound and even when I do hip-hop because I'm also a DJ mm -hmm. so you know I, I hear and come across a lot of a lot of music so um, a lot of the 80s amazing artists you know Quincy Jones and and Michael Jackson and Prince I mean those were all my influences growing up and then now it, it's very selective uh, mm -hmm. as to who I like. Um, there's a guy named Daryl Camper, Camper Jr. who's the producer of Her, uh, Robinson Bailey who's the producer of Summer Walker, and like uh, Alba Brada. I'm a big fan of Robert Glasper. Um, I mean, there there's M Hawk. I mean, there's there's some really good R&B out there right now with excellent production. And so I've been following a few of them, but those stand out for me as far as like my influences and what inspires me to make, you know, to make my music. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and it's, it's, uh, the influences are so, you know, it's always great when musicians have such a wide array of influences because you can kind of inter hopefully introduce something new into your music. Like, so if you're a jazz singer and you're starting to bring in more of a hip hop element or, a, right. you know, like a blues, you know, just like just bringing in different elements and just kind of morphing it to be something authentic to you. Like, cause I feel like right now music's going to be in this nice little or weird little melting pot where there's not going to be like traditional rock anymore or traditional hip hop or, you know, like the traditional genres, it's always going to be like these melting pots. Fusion. Yeah. yeah fusion band. Like, cause you know, they're, they're, there's always been, actually there's always been fusion. Like 
Robert Glassberg, uh, well, he's actual, he's from yes. now, but like Nina Simone, Nina Simone, she was a classical pianist and she brought the classical uh, piano uh, technique into jazz. So mm. fusion is something that's always been there and that's the way music is created. It's just yeah. to get from some elements and introduce them into another place. So, yeah. Yeah, no, you're you're 100% right. You know, it's it's always been there, but I think we're going to start seeing now like some really extreme fusion. Like I yeah, like reggae and hip hop for one for whatever reason I never when I was growing up it was just like that didn't seem like it would ever work, but now it's like the like the island vibe into hip hop is just kind of like mm -hmm. together. You know, just <laughs> yeah. There, there's. I agree with you. There, there's going to be more fusions because of of the limited, you know, limited space as far as movement and and people are are, are realizing that you know the, a lot of people are listening to music right now and mm -hmm. they need to almost kind of like try different things to see if they'll yeah. keep them to listen. I think one of the biggest things why Alba and I work together so well is because of just what you said, having the wide variety of different genres. Uh, her being a, a, a jazz performer and singer, but she also is into R&B and she also likes hip hop and she listens to hip hop. So when, and me growing up listening to R&B, hip hop, I mean, I was, I was there with, you know, Grandmaster Flash and I mean, that, that was the institution and I'm a 90s hip hop guy, you know, I'm not a mainstream hip hop guy. So I fuse that in all my music. I fuse hip hop beats, I fuse uh, R&B sounds. And I feel the reason why Alba and I, we, we, we make such good music together is because of that, because she's on the same level. Like yeah. she can understand, okay, I see why he put that in her because I like that. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's key when you're working with artists, especially internationally. Yeah. Um, you, you have to be on a same page like, you know, obviously, you know, Alba, you know, wouldn't work with a jazz producer who doesn't do anything other than jazz. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, he would not feel it if she tried to influ influence it with some R&B or maybe some hip hop. Yeah. So it's good, you know, for anybody who's a producer out there or even a vocalist is to expand your 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 palate, mm -hmm. listen to other genres and, and learn and learn to like it. Mm -hmm. and And then to you know fuse that into your sound because it allows you to be more creative and doesn't confine you to just the main box of hip-hop or the main box of r&b or the main box of jazz yeah it, you know so that's i just wanted to express that yeah and no it's like and i think it's only going to get better as time moves on because i was a uh, i think it was last week i was just going through youtube and I found a hip hop bluegrass fusion band. Like, okay. Like, imagine your traditional bluegrass band with yes. just all, all acoustic strings. Yes. And then two hip hop frontmen, like okay. Two, okay. two dudes from New York, old school hip hop with a bluegrass backing track. Like, it is the most amazing mm -hmm. thing I've That's ever cool. heard. That's cool. I would love yeah. that. That's cool. Very cool. Organic. You know, they almost yeah. call it like organic. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, fusion, it's just going to kind of, I like, it's only going to get more extreme, you know, and it's, mm -hmm. it's going to be, some of it's going to work, some of it's not going to work. And, you know, some of it, you know, so I'm really excited to see where all that goes. But, um, so Alba, you have a new album out, correct? Yeah, I got my jazz album. I, I call it jazz album because jazz is what defines it like uh, in a whole thing but uh, it's actually got a lot of different genres inside because you got flamenco you got rumba flamenca there you got bossa nova you got latin uh, vibrate vibes on it uh you even have there's one track that's got some r&b type of vocals and uh and even some pop you know uh, so it's kind of difficult to 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 define a genre, but that's what makes it so so special. And it's actually in three different languages. Mm -hmm. It's called improvisación, which means improvisation. Um, and 
it was produced by uh, one of my one one of the persons that has been with me through the last five years working together and uh, Aniel Someyan. And uh, I, I, it was released on the 15th of May. And I'm so happy because it was a gr an incredible challenge because it was recorded with a real band. All of them, my colleagues, my musicians, colleagues in Sao Paulo. And it was, a, it was an incredible challenge to do that. And it was all financed by me uh, and all, all uh, organized by me and Daniel Someyan. So it, it, it definitely was one of the most challenging things I've done until today and i hope i can do a lot more <laughs> in the future awesome and so did you so you worked with uh, your band in sao paulo it, did you record your tracks in sri lanka and then no no, no. i i, rec I recorded everything in sao paulo with them in the studio it was all live recorded it was uh, almost all of the songs were like one one how do you take. say the one take. one take yeah 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 one take so it was everyone together on the same place, and that that gives it a sonority, a specific sonority of everyone playing together. Uh, no cuts, you know. There's not yeah. a lot of edition after. It's kind of like the way it was recorded at that moment. So yeah. I'm very proud of it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I absolutely love live albums. Like, there's just something about it. Like, especially. Right. When you have a band that, like a full band, just yeah. everybody there f vibing off of each other and just kind of feeding off of the energy of the entire band sitting there performing together, there's just something that can't be recreated. No. Yeah. In, in like a traditional, what you'd call a traditional studio setting, doing one track at a time, you know? Yeah, yeah. So. It's another, it's a completely different procedure. Yeah. Oh yeah. You need you need to be there. You need to be looking at the others, you know, and and any 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 mistake, you have to redo the whole thing again. You just don't go there and change the stuff, you know. Yeah. Uh, there, there's there's some additions done, but it's like mainly mainly was what it was on the take, you know. Mm -hmm. We didn't do a lot of post edition, and that that's really cool to yeah. achieve that today, you know, because normally today productions they're all edited and and super uh over uh, overworked you know like yeah. they go over and over and over and again and, and sometimes they lose their spontaneity you know yep yep every there's a lot of stuff that's overproduced right now and yeah yeah i, I totally agree um and plus did you were you involved with this album at all or no this was before i met her uh, okay so all her album came out in May, but she did that work last year. Okay, gotcha. Uh, so it mm -hmm. was a work in progress. My album came out actually last year, uh, okay. last September. Um, and she was on it. That was really the first time that I worked with her. Um, I met her in May of last year, and then I uh, let her hear a track that I wanted her to write to uh, for my album, which is called Sounds of the Mind. Mm -hmm. um, I worked with all international artists. I worked with an artist from Italy. I worked with an artist from Russia. I worked with an artist from Spain. Um, it, it was it was interesting because you know that's again all different time slots, all different um, you know ways of trying to get these tracks, vocal tracks, back to me. Um, so, but it was it was great. I, I had the most fun of my life uh, making that album because it was my sound which is a, again a 90 sound mm -hmm. and um you know i got a lot of a lot of good good positive vibes from it you know i combine it's considered what they call um show hop because mm. um, you know there's instrumentals on there but i put vocals on all you know the majority there's about four or five songs that have vocals um so um and that was a classic example of a studio recording you know where the vocals are sent you know, I edit, I send back, you know, back and forth, the back and forth typical type thing. I mean, believe me, I would love because what Alba did is, is very, um, you know, it's old school. That's how you used to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, you used to go in and record with, with a group and a band. And, and I mean, that, that is, a, a, is such a, a great vibe to do anymore. But, you know, obviously we know even before the pandemic, that's very hard to do. Yeah. You know, flying people in, getting people in, 
uh, to, to do that. So you have to settle for, um, you know, internet. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what, what's obviously with the pandemic, things are kind of up in the air anyways, with working with musicians, what's other than outside of living through this pandemic, what's been the hardest thing about trying to collaborate and work together? Uh, go ahead. Go first. No, in our case, we didn't really have any any problems. Actually, the the pandemic got us a little bit more closer mm. because we were we were trying to figure out a way of working without uh, like re rethink how we were gonna work after this because mm-hmm. you know everyone got in this problem. Like suddenly, there's no live gigs. Mm-hmm. So. As I stopped gigging, I had a lot more time to produce and Ples kept working, but we still, I had a lot of time. So he was sending me the tracks and I was working on them. And that's where, where this song Distance was born. Yeah. The, we produced that uh, during the, the, the pandemic. Yeah. And it, we actually got more close because I had a lot more time to dedicate. And, and I, we were only focused on our careers. And, and Bless uh, was trying to help a lot, like on, on, on not only on, on creating music, but trying to, trying to figure out a way to lead our careers uh through these new new situations and thinking about different alternatives and and so that got us closer i think as a producer and 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 singer you know yeah absolutely yeah it it um it, it's interesting because yeah we were we were working uh Taytango was the track that we did before distance and it mm-hmm. was a a labor of love it was such and it's still it's still a fantastic song and and we we did a video this was post pandemic this was before mm-hmm. Pre pre pandemic, sorry. Yeah. It was before everything got locked down, and we were excited, and and you know we we were you know she was extremely busy because at that time she was performing six days out of the week, and then you know she would squeeze in four or five hours to work on music. Obviously, I haven't stopped working. I, I was an essential worker, uh, so I never stopped working during the pandemic, but. Um, it almost was like a blessing in disguise because when the pandemic hit, her schedule changed. Mm-hmm. She had a lot more time. And um, so we were able to get closer and start really working on, you know, new music. And obviously, yeah, it, it was like this pandemic took the wind out of my sails. I mean, I'm not going to lie because as as a producer, I have, you know, goals and, and, and a vision for Alba. And, you know, she, the one of the biggest reasons why, I was attracted to her was because uh, not only because she's a beautiful woman, but because she is a live performer. Mm-hmm. And I was, I had all the intents and purposes of her coming over here to perform. Yeah. You know, I was opening the doors. I was, I was working my contacts and networks and they were impressed. So again, when, when we had this release in February, we had 30,000 streams on Spotify. We were excited with Tango. We had video, we had a full video out there. I mean, we, we, we did everything we were supposed to do and then pandemic hit. Yep. So we, you know, we were both floored, you know, so at that point I had to totally re-strategize, figure out how we are going to survive this, how we're going to get through this. And that's when we were talking, you know, she got on quarantine, obviously everybody was on quarantine. Mm-hmm. And I said, why don't we do a song about, the quarantine, you know, and it's our, you know, as, as artists, it's our responsibility to provide comfort for people. I mean, that's a job as an artist. Um, and so we, we came together with, with distance and Alba wrote an amazing song. I mean, it's just beautiful. And then she also did the, the video. Um, and it's so, uh, appealing to the eyes. It's calming. And that was the goal. We was trying to calm people down because the quarantine had so everyone so, and still does, has everyone stressed out. And that's where quarantine uh, uh, distance came from is that that works. So um, it actually helped. I mean, it actually, the, the quarantine helped us to work better together, to focus more down the, down the line, to see exactly what we need to do, do to navigate through this, you know, this chart of no gigging, you know, because obviously, you know, she's aware and we're both aware that that goal or dream right now 
of her coming here or even going on the road with the music that we've done is not happening right now. Yeah. So we have to change our course and we did and we have, and we are continuing to do so with, with, uh, you know, uh, distance. And then, you know, we have future stuff coming out as well. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So with uh distance is that, are you hoping that, are you working towards like a full length album or are you just kind of sticking with singles and you're going to, uh, just keep producing singles right now. No, we, we, you know, we, we're, she has an album coming out with us together, but it okay. won't be till later. Uh -huh. Um, right now it, it is a single thing right now. We're yeah. trying to, we had Tango, now we have distance and then we'll probably have some things out, you know, toward, toward the middle or the end of summer. Mm -hmm. Um, we, our chemistry is so good. Alba and I work so well together uh, that, you know, I'll send her a song and she, you know, she gets motivated and, you know, a week later, I, there's this amazing song and it's, you know, we just work really well. So it's not going to be a problem to, to finish this album and do this album because she's always wanted to do an R&B album anyway. And I'll, I'll, I'll basically let her kind of take it from there. She can talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. Uh, so, we, our plan is to have this album. We almost have, we, at, at the beginning we were gonna release an EP, but then uh, he started sending me a lot of stuff and we, we saw that it was possible to do an album. Mm -hmm. uh, the plan was to drop the EP right now, at this month, but with all this pandemic and stuff, we changed a little bit the strategy and we keep on uh, releasing some tracks separately. Uh, because we want to uh, bring the attention of people and because we cannot go into show right now, uh, it would not be a really good idea to drop the album right now. I think mm -hmm. it's better to, to just wait some months and keep people listening to some other singles in between. And because of the beginning, it was going to be an EP, four, five, six songs maximum. And now we decided to drop an album. We're going to need a little bit more time yeah. So, because we want to make something extends, something good with a lot of different sounds, different uh, beats, and and so we're going to need a lot, a little bit more of time. But before the end of the year, I'm sure we we're going to have this album out, and and I'm I hope we can be touring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean. The way things are going right now, it's just, I don't, I don't, you're in, uh, Plez, you're in Philadelphia or in Pennsylvania, correct? Yep. Pittsburgh. Yes. Pittsburgh. Yes. I, don't, I don't know why I almost said Philadelphia. I feel like that okay. was a cardinal it's, sin. I, I love Philly. Philly's cool. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know how it is out there or up there or out in Sri Lanka, but Texas, we just yeah. took a giant right. step backwards and it's like, mm. and then, like even yeah. out in California, they're, in certain areas they're going back into full-on lockdown and it's just kind of like, that is sucks really yeah. <laughs> seriously yeah so but yeah yeah uh, how are how are things uh by you guys with the pandemic are like are you are things starting to open up or like what's going on for each of you you uh, yeah, in sri right lanka up. You want to know in Sri Lanka or, or uh, Pennsylvania? No, go first. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, Sri Lanka, we've had a very, very extreme lockdown. And for it's an Iceland here, so it's a little bit easier to control, I mm -hmm. think. So it's been a very extreme uh, lockdown where not even the supermarkets were open. There was nobody in the streets, literally. Like, the government was just going around with the trucks and on the main cities, right? Because the rest of the island didn't have any cases, so it was a little bit more relaxed. But the, the, the city I am, they, there was no supermarket open and the, the government will go through, through the, the streets uh, with, with food and, and supplies for the people. And in my case, I was in a hotel, so I got uh, the basic, uh, provided the, the basic uh, food and basic needs, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, but it was extremely locked down, nobody out. Like police were outside, military was outside in the street and you could not step out of the street. So it was really controlled. So that, that was positive because now we're open, the country's open. There's, but there's no um, 
flights coming into the country. So mm. what, what, what we got is the, the local people that lives here and the foreigners that got locked down here, they're still here. And there's nobody, there's like 300 cases, but they're super controlled. Uh, they're on, on camps, like mm-hmm. separate camps where they cannot uh, spread. And they're not going to open until the situation in the world gets better. There's, there was, they said they were going to open in August, but if the situation continues this way, I, I'm not sure. Yeah. So basically the situation here is that they can keep opening for locals, like the economy on the country can keep going on without tourism, but it can keep going on because there's, there's almost any case here. There was only eight, 11 deaths. Oh, wow. So. Uh, PA is uh, actually good. We're in a, we, we went through phases. Like, you know, I, I think that was the mistake with like some of the West and, and Southern states is that we went through a, you know, a red, yellow and green phase. And when Memorial Day popped up, we were still in restriction. Yeah. Um, we didn't go into the, the, the green phase here until just a few weeks ago, along with New York, New Jersey, Connecticut. And our cases are not bad at all. We haven't had a, a resurgence like everywhere else. Yeah. And I, I, I think um, that is because we went into a phase thing. Like, you know, we went into the yellow phase where we were still essential workers only. Um, you know, there was only the grocery stores and drugstores were open. You still, you know, everybody still was practicing the social distancing and, and masks. And now that we're in the green phase, you can go back to beauty salons, gyms, and, and um, you know, places like that, but there's still the social distancing, there's still the mask, there's still, that's a requirement. Yeah. Um, so it's nice, you know, to go back to the gym. It's nice to, you know, go to the barber. It's nice, even restaurants. I mean, you know, they're all spread out now. You have to put your mask on when you walk in, mm-hmm. take it off when you sit down. Anytime you get up, you gotta have a mask on. So I feel like you have to, you have to, re- you know, people just have to practice this if they want, to get to some level of regular behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when you just say, you know, let's cut loose, it ends up being, you know, this, you know, and, and sadly, you know, as we were just mentioning about gigs, <laughs> you know, America's not alone. I mean, there's still resurgences everywhere. I don't think, you know, 2020 is a wash. I mean, in my opinion, uh, it, it would be wonderful if we could get some live gigging by the end of fall or winter, but, you know, until we get a, a vaccine or something to control this thing, until we know we can't die from it, yeah, then people will go back to normal. When there's always that uncertainty of, well, you could die, I feel it's just going to be this way, you know? And, yeah. and we see that summer hasn't affected it. I mean, I'm sure it's warm where you live. It's warm where mm-hmm. I live. You know, everybody was hoping that the sun and the heat would kill it. Still yeah. here. I think it's going to be one of those things where it's like the flu. It'll be a very seasonal flu type thing. Yeah. And, you know, we're just going to have to find a way to kind of control it and know that you can't die from it unless it's like super extreme cases. Right. Um, Because I know here in Texas, like it's especially for me, I wasn't ever labeled in this or well, no, I work for the media. So technically my, Company, the company I work for is an essential company, but okay. my job, we ended up getting sent home and working remotely. So I've been doing that since about March. And okay. they're talking, originally it was, well, we'll start letting people back in in September. And now it's just kind of like, maybe January? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so That's it's kind of like... Man. I, I don't really mind working from home because I kind of enjoy being able to wake up at 9.55 and turning <laughs> my computer on and being like, yeah. all right, I'm on time, you know? That's nice, man. That's not, I wish I, wish I would have had a little break during the, during the pandemic, but I, I, I never missed a step, you know? And, yeah. and everybody, you know, I know all my friends and coworkers are like, or not coworkers, but friends are like, yeah, I was off for three weeks. I was off, you know, not me. Yeah. I was out there grinding (laughs) well that's how my sister was she works for uh child protective services in indiana oh wow so like she still has to go out and see all her kids and make sure everything's good and even more so now and so she she carries like box of surgical like she's got like her own covid19 survival kit in the back of her car and she's like 
yeah, this is the most insane thing I've ever had to deal with because, yeah. you know. Yeah, it is. But, it is. So, obviously, with shows and stuff not happening, um, and you guys just – how long ago did you guys release Distance? A- April. April? Mm-hmm. Uh, and how quickly did it come to – how quickly was it able to come together since it was kind of a during the pandemic uh, surprisingly quick. Um, again, I'll let Alba start and then I'll just finish whatever she made. So no, you you can continue because I did not really understand the question. Sorry. <laughs> oh, that's okay. He, he asked Alba, he asked how long did it take for us to do distance? Oh, okay. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, distance was re- really quick. Actually, there's some productions that Pledge just gives me and like the same, the same moment I hear them, they, they, there's an idea that comes into my head and I started recording it. I don't remember if this song, I, Ples said that he sent me this, this, this uh, song before, right, Ples? Or, or yeah, was not I did. Case. I actually sent you that song in the fall. And, and know, I didn't really pay much attention, but right. then <laughs> he sent it to me again in the quarantine and I was like, whoa, and suddenly this idea came to my mind. And I, I literally wrote that song in like two days. Oh, wow. Yeah. She was inspired. I mean, like, I'll never forget her saying, oh, I'm, I'm really feeling, you know, her excitement. When I, when I hear that excitement in her voice, I, I know something good is about to happen. And when I heard the rough copy, like, you know, she sent me the audio and I was like, wow, it's beautiful. I mean, you, she really felt the, the passion of this life that we're all in right now, which is the quarantine life. But what was I felt was really amazing about this song that she wrote uh, is that it's it's universal. Um, what she's saying can apply to almost everything. It can apply, obviously, to the quarantine life that we were in, but it also can apply to the support of a husband and wife, an anniversary. It can apply to a son uh, or a mother saying to her son, I got you a father to her daughter, I got you. It can fly to a best friend saying, hey, I got you. This song, that's what both of us are very proud of is that this song is, yes, it was created quarantine, it was for quarantine, but it goes beyond that. You know, it can apply to any circumstance. And I've always wanted to, to do a song like that with, a, with an artist. And I'm so happy and, and blessed that, you know, Alba, I met her and we were able to make a song like this because we know that this song is going to be around. It's not going to just go away tomorrow. Mm. Again, people can apply it in, in, in anything. So it was a quick song, but she, her inspiration level was probably higher than I had ever seen. And she was able to make it relate past the quarantine, which again is a sign of just a great songwriter. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and so w- what was, um, no, we already kind of talked about. I was about to ask a really a question we've already talked about. Wow, <laughs> it's okay. Uh, so, when you guys aren't doing music, what do you do for fun to kind of just escape everyday life? What's kind of your release from everything? Go ahead. Alma. I love I love the beach and I love nature and I just need to go to the sea. I love swimming in the sea far away i now i started surfing a little bit but i i'm not good at it i suck (laughs) but (laughs) but i i just like love to be in contact with 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 the nature that's something i i need and and now with the quarantine i've 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 understood that uh, i really do need to be near from nature i cannot be uh, i i like to, I've been living in a city in one of the biggest cities in, in Latin America for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Now I'm in this in in the city also. And every day that passes, I'm like, I love the city. I love being going outside and, and always music playing at every place, you know, at, at every uh, venue. But I love nature. I need that. And especially the sea. I'm, I'm yeah. uh, I was was born in the sea and that's something I need for a living. <laughs> yeah. For me, uh, I live in the country. So uh, I live in you know, rural Pennsylvania, outside of Pittsburgh. So um, I see nature all the time um, and it's always relaxing. I, I would love to be 
by the water. I'm also a beach bum. Um, I love going to, you know, I usually go to the Outer Banks every year in North Carolina. Um, so I, I am super jealous that Alba gets to do it right now all the time. <laughs> But uh, for me, believe it or not, believe it or not, what besides just working out and going to the gym, I listen to music to relax me. I can't, I mean, some people are like, no, I, I work on music all the time. I don't want to. I, I need to unplug. It's not the same for me. Yeah. Um, I just switch genres. Like, you know, if I obviously, if I'm working on R&B with Alba, I'll relax to jazz music. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll chill out and just listen to some really good jazz music because to me, music's my lifeblood, you know, yeah. so I need it all the time to, to give me energy, to, to calm me down or to relax me. So, um, I also, uh, do a little bit of, um, um, you know, drawings and things like that. And then I, I also relax. I'm a big anime fan. So. Mm. I watch a ton of anime and that also is kind of like my relaxation. I, I get into that. So yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> That's something I'm getting to know right now. <laughs> What anime? You didn't know that? And, and drawing. No, I didn't. Oh, my bad. <laughs> That's funny. Now I know. <laughs> hey, I like SpongeBob too. Don't don't anyone ever forget that SpongeBob is the ultimate de-stressor. Watch SpongeBob. And <laughs> okay, I will. Yeah, you always say he always plays, always sends gifts uh, about uh, SpongeBob gifts. Yeah, <laughs> I love for, for me, it's Phineas and Ferb. That that's the ultimate. I'm sorry, what is it? Phineas and Ferb. It's a Disney, Disney. animation. Disney. I Man, remember. I don't know that. It, it it's uh, it's. I, I don't even, it's two brothers that just get into mischief. It's an anime, yeah. That, oh, that, I think I think I know, I know which ones, yeah. They, they I, dress I like. That. I remember it, but I never, It was, let's just say it wasn't one of my favorite. I remember it. Uh, my daughter, uh, my daughter used to watch it, and that's how I know about it. Yeah. But uh, that's cool, man. That's cool. It, that works. it was just one of those things that, like, when I was in college, and we were really under the influence of alcohol. <laughs> At three in the morning, <laughs> Disney was playing like loops of Phineas and Ferb. And so every night when we got back from the bars, mm -hmm. it was just sitting there playing. So just imagine a bunch of drunk college dudes. Watching Phineas and Ferb. Yep. Yeah. Much. I used to watch South Park for a while, man. <laughs> <laughs> With a friend that he, was, he loved to, to watch that. And we, we used to sit and watch that. Right. South Park and and, uh, and also Simpsons was it like in Spain they they all they until today they put Simpsons a lot on the TV. Yeah, I think that's worldwide, right? Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Simpsons so, been around since 1988 or 89. Yep. Yep. Since, yeah, yeah. I remember they played this like at 12 a.m. in Spain, and I was like I don't know seven years old, and yeah. it was like the thing to stay late and watch the Simpsons uh, episode. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's so Alba, one question that I have for you. How did you or what brought you to uh, Sri Lanka? Like what was how did you end up over there? Yeah, I got a contract here uh for gigging for uh a year. Actually, it started being six months, but then I got renewed and uh then the pandemic got here so <laughs> i'm i'm kind of stuck here but gotcha. but we started we started gigging again like last month uh -huh. but very reduced like not that much and 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 we're slowly coming back to normal because as i said told you the country is, is opening again yeah. but only for locals so like nobody is uh, nobody is uh there's no active cases right now like yeah. there's super few so and, and they're all controlled so the, the the people are hanging out and going out to bars oh, always trying to respect uh, the mm -hmm. distance mm -hmm. as as much as possible you know but it's kind of relaxed here because nobody's getting from the out not, nobody's entering the country from the outside so people is kind of getting relaxed gotcha awesome awesome i i figured i'd ask because you know it's It, that, that's a big move moving from Brazil yeah. to Sri Lanka. Right? Yes, and I, I wasn't figuring, like, when I met Ples, I, I actually didn't know I was going to get this contract. That that suddenly happened. Oh, wow. It happened in, yeah, it happened in a matter of, like, two months. I met him in May. In June, I got 
one contact from Hong Kong. And then in July, I went to Hong Kong uh-huh. to meet the agent. And then like in September, like the, the 28th of August, I was flying to Sri Lanka. <laughs> huh. So it was kind of crazy. Yeah. crazy things that happen in life and you know i think it was the best thing it could happen to me right now because i i wouldn't like to be right now in brazil with the situation that they got there right now that's that is like crazy out there yeah 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 my uh my dad used to my dad used to fly for spirit airlines so he knows everything about south america and brazil colombia peru oh, nice Nice. You know, all that stuff. Like he used to tell me stories about going to Peru, going to Peru, going to Colombia, you know, so. Nice. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah. Um, but so first off, I want to thank you all so much for jumping on the podcast. I really appreciate you guys You're giving welcome. us the time. Mm-hmm. Um, one, one final question that I want to ask that we kind of wrap every podcast up with. Um, why music? Because it's the only thing that, that motivates me. Because uh, I didn't even think about that. That happened. For me, why music? Because it, it's the only life that I know. Um, it, 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 it keeps me sane. It, 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 it is the ultimate you know, motivator, inspirator, relaxer. Um, I, again, I've loved music since you know, a child as far as listening to it and, um, you know, uh, learning it. And the older I got, the more I appreciated it, the more I loved it, the more I wanted to be involved in it. And um, there is no other field out there that I would would be interested in other than music. It's just, it's the true love of my life. There's no, nothing else that, that I love more than, than music and sharing it with others. I'm going to say something. Music, make the world go round. Ah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yep, right. Yep. Um, and then where can everybody find you guys online, support your music, buy your music, listen to it? Where can everybody kind of find you online? Tell them go ahead, them. please. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, bye. Uh, you can go on... Uh, Okay, for Alba Santos, you can search on Instagram, Alba Santos Music. Uh, I got my website also, www.albasantos.com. And Spotify, Alba Santos, uh, you can find everything on my website. And then uh, for Ples, go ahead, Ples. Uh, yep, plesjones.com is my website. And obviously, uh, Instagram, it's Ples underscore Jones. Twitter, it's Plez Jones 3, and that's P as in Paul, L-E-S, Plez Jones 3, at Plez Jones 3, and then Facebook, the same. Uh, it's just Plez Jones. Um, all my, it's Spotify, again, it's just my name. Uh, I try to keep it simple so everyone can find me on Spotify, Apple Music, just type my name in, um, Bport, uh, anywhere. Uh, you just type my name in and as it is, and it'll appear there for you to stream the music and then obviously our music together is there as well okay that's yeah. gonna be my next I just, question no i just need to say that alba is written a l b a okay and santos it's i think everybody knows how to write that down yeah yep yeah our music is is available together everywhere on both spotify accounts mm-hmm. so if you go to alba you'll find my music there if you go to mine you'll find alba's music there i you know one thing i made sure is that you know, we both appear on both each other's, uh, you know, streaming platforms. So that way you, I can't find Alba. We'll just go to Plez. Well, I can't find Plez. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. But okay. um, one last time, I want to thank you guys so much for jumping on the podcast. I really appreciate it. It's been a really fun conversation, you know, Alba. I know it's starting to get laid out by you, so I don't want to keep you. No, uh, it's okay. <laughs> but, but thank you very uh, much. Thank you very much for the invitation. We are so happy to be here. And yes, yes, thank you. Absolutely. And uh, if you guys, whenever the uh, U.S., whenever music starts touring, if you guys make it out to Texas or whatever, let me know. We definitely love to do something. Figure out something. We'll figure, you know do yeah. something together, and uh, I really appreciate that. So other than that, would that, be amazing. <laughs> Yeah, if we could, uh, if we could start gigging soon and everything goes back to normal. <laughs> oh yeah, you know it's 
right now, like right now, I'm starting to get that itch because it's like for live <laughs> and amplified, we do like three what we call production tours a year where we go do like uh, acoustic jam mm-hmm. sessions with bands. Oh, and nice. right now is like the time that we do our summer gig because I can take days off with the 4th of July coming up. Yeah. So I like, I can get like extra days off. And right now it's like, nobody wants to do anything because they don't want to bring outsiders in. And it's just like, mm. I want to go do something, please. Yeah. But, it's tough. You know, it is what it is. Um, so, but other than that, thank you guys so much. Really appreciate it. Uh, thank you, everybody, thank for you. tuning in, and we will catch you guys later. All right. Take care. Okay. Thank you very much. Yep.